In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you listeners for tuning in to In The Pocket. I'm your host, Flo Edwards, and our special guest today is Muhammad. He is an assistant professor at Colby. He curates music. Muhammad, please introduce yourself. Hi, Flo. Thank you so much for having me on your show. My name is Mohammed Shabangu, and um, I am a music curator and DJ. Um, I am a reader. I am a writer. I am a teacher, um, assistant professor at Colby College, as you mentioned. Um, and I am also the host of a monthly show on um, a radio, an online radio station, Colby Radio. Um, at broadcasts live in Cape Town to the world. Um, and um, yeah, my show, um, we can talk about that, but it uh, basically is a musical exploring some of the uh, intersections, the musical and the literary, um, which are um, sort of entities that my my life, my thinking. Well, that sounds really interesting. So how are you combining the literary and the musicality uh, on your show? Um, yeah, so it's not so much a question of uh, combining it as it is um, a question about the kind of perspective that drives my selection of music. Um, so I come to um, music curation, which I'm not even sure is, you know, it's... If it isn't, I'm making it, uh, you know, a thing. Um, just kind of in addition to a DJ, which I felt, you know, um, is, uh, you know, cool and everything. But there isn't a sense of, um, at least with the, with the, with the, with all the you know, DJ, there isn't the sense of, you know, a kind of a, a, a creative. Um, space for the literary and so I was thinking about perspectives approaching me. I'm a world literature uh, specialist, it's what I specialize in um, and so I figured um, what are the ways in which world literature um, seems to resonate with uh, certain um, issues or concepts that are up in world music. One of the things about world literature is that, um, and I'm particularly concerned with African. So one of the things about um, um, African literature and Black writers um, is that there are certain circuits through which, certain, excuse me, through which they're writing, 
outsiders to music. Well, there are certain circuits, certain music visible, but also validated or, or you know, or valued above you know, other music and so on. Um, in, the, in the case of writers, um, often there is an expectation that their work has to, you know, speak certain political uh, you know, uh, you couldn't just be a writer who's not, uh, you know, touching on, uh, you know, big state kind of political uh, issues. And even if you are, um, that's always either read into your course um, imposition, right? That's read into the work. Um, um, and so it produces a certain kind of you know, genre of, you know, um, that comes out or exterior um, and what I try to do is to read in these works ways in which writers negotiate you know some of those coming up against um, you know world literary market Nigerian American writer people like um, Violet Loayo who's a, a Zimbabwean uh, writer and so forth all very different all um, uh, speak about and write, uh, you know, bars, relationships, fictions. Um, the same applies, in my view, to the music side. Um, music, world music, and in particular, something that's animated by those three arts, uh, ultimately, relationships, fictions. Um, that's what guides my selection. It's what informs how, um, what type of speech uh, I try to uh, think about as many uh, genres and sonic landscapes. Um, so a long-winded question to, uh, you know, uh, long-winded answer to the question of how, you know, the literary and music, uh, you know, in my, in my understanding. That's how I... Um, how long does it usually take you to put together these playlists? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, some of them, it just depends on the kind of, you know, uh, conversation I've had. You know, sometimes, you know, it could be a conversation that um, I think dovetails, you know, with everything about um, one of the conversations, one of the playlists is called uh, Tato, who's a friend of mine, um, uh, who's a lawyer in um, in, in Lesotho. And um, we were talking about, in our discussion, uh, dreams, um, you know, in our, in our game, dreams, and I have about dreams and um, nightmares and you know, dream interpretation of the dreamscape and so on. Um, and the unconscious, and so that conversation very easily lent to, you know, I was just really thinking about it happened like in the days, but then there are other more, um, uh, I would say, challenging you know, conversations um, um, that maybe a week and a half or two weeks after we've had conversation because it's not part of what I'm trying to do is to go against algorithmic determinations in, in right so rather than just relying on your sort of by um, 
algorithms which generates like any more. Um, I tried to go out of my way to find things that um, speak to or connect to these stars, but that are not exactly. Um, on. I spend a lot of time in record stores. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time um, on various radio, online radio stations, and, um, um, and, and live concerts. Now that that's in person, um, so yeah, it, it, it could take up you know, it's all three weeks. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't really done any like I collect vinyl. I should say I used to collect vinyl. I still have my collection, but I don't actively like buy music very much. Um, where do you do you know, your? By record? the way, I, I, I mostly. I mean, I, I, I go to record stores even when I'm not buying, right? Like, so I'll spend a lot of time. Just it's it's more like a research, you know, kind of. An, um, you know, it's like an artist date, you know, that I take myself um, just to. Are there any good local record stores that you would recommend other people check out? Yeah, I, I actually think um, so. Enterprise Records is a good one. I don't know if you if you go there or have been there. Um, they are just off Congress. I can't remember what the actual is. Uh, but Enterprise Records is a good, uh, a good record. And then there's another one on Congress as well, whose name I, I've, I've uh, um, but, um, but yeah, I think Enterprise is definitely valuable, and they have a good of weird, interesting songs that are just, you know, um, old school. Yeah, Enterprise, they actually used to be directly on Congress, um, and they're not far from where they used to be. And I can't remember the name of the street either, but it's like the post office, is, there's a little post office on the corner. Right, yeah. right, right. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't actually, um, I don't own a huge collection of records. Um, I find it very inconvenient. Um, sort of traveling, and there are people who play records, you know. Like, um, but I just I couldn't imagine. You know, I I, I travel a lot. I plan to travel a lot. I don't want to have to you know carry that around. Um, so yeah, and I certainly don't want to be in the house, <laughs> you know. So I've, I've just kind of had like this 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 uh, strange, yeah, relationship with it. Um, Yes, I, I kind of feel like having vinyl is very antiquated. Um, but there's something about holding something big. There might be lyrics in there, especially a big photo. I love that. Um, yeah. And I do feel like they have a nice sound that when things are digital, they're like made to sound loud versus like feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are you? What are you? What do you listen to, by the way? Yeah. Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, yeah. I really like disco. That's probably like my favorite genre. 
And then right. from that, I like EDM, um, or I would just say house music, but I think EDM is like the current term for that. And there is a sweet spot that I have for like 80s house. Um, okay. But I like R&B. I like some hip hop. Um, uh, but I definitely probably know more about disco, um, soul music, and I like a little bit of talk radio, but it's, um, okay. yeah. Yeah. What's 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 out there that that's worth listening to? I mean, NPR, I guess, like maybe not the guy that is that you're talking about. It is not the kind of thing I'm talking about. Uh, yes. I subscribe to Sirius Sirius XM, so uh, Shade Forty Five. There's like Rude Jude. I like his section. There's Sway in the Morning. Um, I like catching that and. Okay. Then I like listening to the comedy stations, and Kevin Hart has a, a station. And the show that I usually listen to is either his. He has a great segment on the weekends where he interviews other comedians, comedy greats. Um, and I also like Earthquake. He has like a he has guests on who are other comedians, and they talk about stuff, and it's funny. Okay, great. Yeah, I love Kevin. Yeah, I love Kevin Hart's. Uh, uh comedy um okay and there's a uh, yeah a lot to to to, to circle back from but, uh, uh, can i just ask like who who's who's uh who's someone that you've been listening to recently good well when i cook breakfast on the weekends i'm a big sam smith fan like Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's not, not, but I consider him like modern R and B, you know, blue eyed okay, soul. Yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But disco wise, I think Donna Summer is probably my favorite. And I actually was doing some cleaning, like spring cleaning, and I was like, you know, I haven't listened to the Bad Girls album, like literally like flip it over, listen to the album, because I have it on CD, of course. Um, okay. <laughs> and then I also will digitize uh, my records, too. It's a longer yeah. process, but uh, it is worth it. Uh, but yeah, Donna Summer is definitely someone who's a go-to. Um, okay. Yeah. So, And then there's this uh, new artist who... He won like five or so Grammys this Sunday, and I was watching oh, basketball... Yeah, yeah, uh, John Baptiste. Black... Yes. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? Is it Baptiste or what? Is it? And it's John Baptiste. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so I've been just exploring him just this week. So that's like fresh. Um, yeah, you know. Is it, it, does that feel good? Is that? Do you like that? Is that? Is that uh, sound? He's very eclectic. So I think I'll probably like some of his stuff. And not most of it. Okay. Great. Well, I will say that, um, you know, I mean, my shit's very eclectic too. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, I mean, maybe not eclectic, but yeah, it is. It definitely is eclectic. Um, um, so you, you may certainly like some and not others. Can I, what do you think about disco? Uh, do you uh, listen to or know uh, um what is this woman's name? Uh, the British, uh, uh, wow, it just escaped me. <laughs> Find this. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. British disco lady. Is it current? Like, is she modern disco? Yeah, current. Um, Rosen Murphy. I don't. I don't Murphy? think. Yeah, no. Maybe I've heard a song. But I don't know the name. Yeah, you may have heard a song. I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send you a Rosen Murphy song. And and it's, she's more like on you know like Robin. Um, along that, that those lines, you know. Yeah, well, that's um, good. Swedish people know how to make music, man. There's been ABBA, all the boy yeah. bands they produce, and that oh, like. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, one of my favorite bands is a Swedish band. Oh yeah, um, I have one of their CDs. They've been around yeah. for. I got that CD like yeah. back when I was in DC, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen years <laughs> ago. For a while, yeah. yeah. They're really good. Um, yeah, so Little Dragon. Um, there's a lot of Swedish. Uh, I mean, I, I love Swedish music. Uh, okay, great. That's yeah. that's good to know. Awesome. Um, I remember when I actually only met you once in person and I was selling my tooth polish on the streets. Uh, it was actually a market fair, but it was literally a street corner. Right, right. <laughs> and I love how you introduced yourself as a, a, a curator of music instead of like, I'm a professor. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. right. So um, why, why is that usually your go-to for introductions? Um, well, because I am uh, a music curator. I mean, I'm, I'm also a professor, but I, I, you know, I don't, um, I don't know, I think I don't, that's not an identity, it's what I do, you know? It's like, it's not a, it's like it's a job, you know? Um, and I think a lot of the times, you know, and, and this is something I find, like, a common U.S., mostly everywhere in the world, but like mostly in the U.S., I think people have a strong identity their occupation, you know, like it's like, is, you know, um, and I, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I think even if I was, you know, you know, a, a doctor or an engineer or whatever, I mean, always, you know, the professional us, you know, Right, um, but, and it's not just a fronting as much as it is, I think, for me, an over-identification means of employment. Um, ultimately, it's like my salary work. That's what work, not, you know, who I am. It does who I am as a reader, and you know, and that's what I do, and that's what I, you know. The job allows me to do that, um, but it, it's a job. So, so you know, I guess in my introductions, I suppose in that day, it's not that I thought about it, but you know, it's 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 one of those things that, um, yeah, it it, it it for me for that can read me rather um, as a social currency. I don't. You know, we, um, you know, carry those, you know, titles and professions around um, as if, you know, um, add up to, you know, <laughs> something meaningful about our lives. In fact, the reality is, you know, that we do. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if that sounds a little like, uh, but um, you just yeah, that, that, I think that yeah, that would be my response to that. I completely relate, um, <clears throat> partly because. I was spending way too much time like working. Like I even worked on like Saturdays at my job for a while, and I didn't feel like I had an actual identity anymore. Because I'm like, well, that's just what I do. I mean, yes, I've said I'm a dentist, but like I'm so many more things than that. And being a dentist allows me to should allow me to explore other avenues of life. Um, and of course, when you introduce yourself. As a dentist, in particular, like I can't tell you, people have horrible stories to share. They're traumatized. Like it is not the thing that I want to tell people, <laughs> unless I'm in that like um, arena where I should be course, using yeah. that. But absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, so, when did you come to the States? I know you're from South Africa, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I moved to the U.S. in the fall of 2019. In fact, I came on the 20th of August of 2019. So it was just before the pandemic. Um, you know, just And then I actually went back to South Africa a little bit um, in January of 2020. So I came back in February and that was like... I basically moved here during the pandemic. Easy. The the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you stuck around so that you can, well, I mean, we're still technically in a pandemic, but things are starting to seem like they're opening up. So I'm glad you're yeah. here to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am definitely glad to, to actually even have experienced uh, or to have been here during the pandemic, I think. And, and, you know, there are many other worse places you could have missed, you know. Um, and and so this is it's been great I've, I've especially just i live um you know like 500 meters away from forest i live and i have 500 meters away from like you know uh back cove you know to, to my right it's like it's a very you know um friendly city in the, in the, and it has and that's something that I was just like really happy. And it sounds like, I mean, clearly your world traveled. Um, how does Portland compare to other small cities around the world? Yeah, I haven't, I mean, it's hard to say because I haven't lived in many um, other, you know, parts of the world. It's hard to, you know, to place as as a resident, you know, like an inhabitant of it versus as, you know, somebody who's like just passing through or traveling. Um, but I would say I lived, so I lived in Berlin for a couple of years and um, um, Berlin made, obviously. <laughs> um, but, 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 and that was a, that was an eye-opening experience for me just in terms of being in a in a in a society where um weren't completely closed off the idea of being responsible for one another right and in in real terms not just like in just um 
oh, we, you know, we care for one another, you know, but like really, you know, um, um, to the point of, I think, you know, society, around, um, around care, I would say, for want of a better word, uh, you know, um, much more so than I think the experience of Germany in first world country. Um, you know, the idea that I, I, I studied at Humboldt University, which is a very, uh, um, as a South African citizen, for free. Um, you know, I didn't pay it. Uh, you know, I was able to use transport because um, um, in the country, I, I was able to, you know, there was just so many things that just, um, that I just couldn't imagine broach in the US, um, which is much more capable of, of doing that, you know, greater effect than financially. Uh, um, it's those kinds of things, you know, that I would say, um, you know, live in Germany, um, the US is not, um, I don't, yeah, I just don't think there's. A, a strong enough of how to show up for one another, um, you know, beyond just like, you know, speaking it, <laughs> you know, um, um, like to actually put your money where your mouth is um, and care about poor people. People that are, I'm not saying that it's black, you know, you're, you know, but there is a sense of, um, yeah, capitalists, uh, of, uh, unbridled capitalist mentality still has a much greater than in many parts of, of, of and, and you feel that um that said it's also you know um it's also the u.s right so <laughs> so there's you know as much you know that restrictions talk about restrictions and relationships uh Triple R. So, Mohammed, is there anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't talked about? Um, no, not really. I would say, I, yeah, so I, I uh, just want people to know that I, um, in addition to my radio show, am going to be a uh, resident DJ at, um, at Higher Grounds. Um, coffee and cannabis downtown, um, and they're uh, planning a kind of uh, uh, you know situation, and we'll have recurring acts, and I will be uh, um, a steady and reliable constant on that rock. So um, you know, stay tuned for that. And details may want to go to. Instagram, that's where I'm at. Um, and my handle is at Ahmed Shabangu. Um, that's M O A A double M A D S H A B A N G U. Yeah, that's 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 my name on Instagram. And then, yeah, you can, um, you know. Hit me up for bookings if you have, you know, parties, um, 
<laughs> well, we're, since we're going down, basically, you're giving the plug to people. So thank you so much, Mohammed, for uh, being on the show. And I did notice that um, you were at Higher Ground, I think, sometime in 2021 last year. So it's great that you guys have continued a relationship. So please continue on. With what What's the plug? How can uh, listeners follow you and reach you? What's... Yeah, so... Um... Just add me on Instagram um, on the details that I mentioned, uh, Mohammed Shabangu, Mo Shabangu, Mo Shabangu. And me on Spotify, that's Mohammed Shabangu as well uh, for those months. You can also um, listen to uh, my radio show on the other radio. It's the uh, last Thursday of every month. Um, and there's an archive of this, uh, you know, in the morning um, but if you are interested um, you know in listening to that just search my name in the other radio uh, search tab and you can listen to archive shows um, on there that is pretty much it thank you so much I really uh, had a great time thank you for having me If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.